Thank you for downloading the podcast. Here it is. <laughs> yes, joking, that's I'm it. Joking. No, that's it. We feel bad. We should. This is. We feel bad just doing that. That's. But we're both quite tired today. So do you want us to rattle on? We could rattle on, but you've got a great show ahead of you. Why would you want like? It's like going to the cinema and then the person that you're buying your popcorn and. and coca-cola off wanting to know how your day's gone sharp mate i just want to go and watch the film do you know what i mean exactly our producer basically just said to us right look you boys uh, the quicker you record the beginning of this the quicker you are done so that's why we like yeah. did a really quick one but bush is right like you wouldn't you know you go to the cinema you don't want the popcorn person just prattling away awesome. you want to see a film no, this is it. So, I mean, yeah, obviously yesterday I was watching the Everton game during that, this, which is also slightly insulting. And I feel like we have let you down slightly this week. But look, what are we on? Like 100 and, day 105 of lockdown? Everything's falling apart. We're just about hanging in there together. So cut us some slack, yeah? So, Richie, go on, do that one more time and let's just get on with this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. Here it is. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's Absolute Radio on a Thursday night, which kind of feels like it should be a Friday, but we'll deal with that at some point. It's Bush and Richie here with Hometime. Mate, if I sound a little bit frazzled today in my performance, hopefully it'll get better as the uh, as the show goes on. But it's been it's been a stressful day, I have to share. Uh, you know, sometimes you have those days where you get up and you've... Um, Shall we say you've been given a long list of tasks that need to be got done? Uh huh. Yes. Uh, one of those was to get the mirror up in the bathroom that has been uh, not up in the bathroom, shall we say, for a long time. In fact, you may remember I told you about how it fell off the bathroom wall uh, in the middle of a show around about a month ago. Yeah, we thought it was a poltergeist, didn't we? We genuinely it did, thought yes. it was a poltergeist. And so since that potential paranormal incident, it's not been put back up again. No, but what had happened was uh, the string that was holding the mirror up had uh, had broken. So we ordered some some proper wire, some proper wire to hold it up. There was no way this mirror was going to fall down a second time. But of course, to complete that job, you need to cut the wire and get it all sorted to the right length and all that kind of thing. I have been slaving away this afternoon trying to do this, and the wire cutters were just not doing the job in any way, shape or form. I was cursing them. I was calling them every name under the sun. Why are you? not cutting wire cutters that's that's your name you are wire cutters why are you not doing it it turns out it's because they were a pair of secateurs from the garden <laughs> designed what, you think to... that, the, the thing that was it uh, hyacinth bouquet would trim roses uh, in the front in her front garden that that could things with the curly blade on the front You've got it, yes, the, the very same things designed to prune rose bushes and not cut actual wire. It was the wrong tool for the wrong job. It's been an absolute disaster. Uh, so I thought there's, there's, there's two ways that the Home Time listeners could help me this afternoon. First of all, if you wish to share with me, for my sense and well-being, a story where you were working hard at something when you suddenly realised, hang on, this is the wrong tool for this job, I'd love to hear about what happened for you. You. But secondly, there may be a little hack that people are able to offer up. Maybe you use a tool for a completely different job for what it's actually meant to be used for. And it works brilliantly. So in that case, I'd love to hear from you as well. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. 
Paul says, I once used a strimmer to cut the sellotape on a large box of garden furniture. No scissors <laughs> to hand. It says, suffice to say, the box was destroyed and the seats within the box were absolutely ruined. There's a man who cannot wait around to get his garden furniture out. Oh, amazing. Uh, Joe says, I use the triangular end of a potato peeler to undo those annoying tiny screws you have to undo to change batteries and things. Now, you see, that is the wrong tool for the wrong job, but it actually works. So, that, Joe, that's, that's so quite a good one. Weirdly, uh, my eldest daughter's got this little piggy light, you know, like a little pig that lights up as like a nightlight for her bedroom. Yep. And to get at the actual... T who's got one of those little tiny Phillips <laughs> screwdrivers that only like a Swiss clockmaker would actually have? <laughs> Obviously, you've got to use the sharpest kitchen knife in the entire house and twist that over your crotch whilst you're watching Sky News. That's how I normally <laughs> do it. But I do have an example of a um, the wrong tool but working, like we were saying a bit earlier on. First question, whose kitchen tech drawer has got a set of chopsticks in it? Everyone's, yes. obviously. Uh, and what I use, the, the ornate set of chopsticks we've got in our tech drawer, I use them on probably a monthly basis to clear the bathroom sink in the upstairs bathroom. It's not the right tool, but flipping hell, it absolutely works. Remind me to refuse the next invite to come over for a Chinese. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, Sue says, I use a pair of wire cutters from my jewellery making kit to cut toenails. Wow. <laughs> it's the circle of life, that, isn't it? Circle of life. Uh, Lucy says, hi, I use nutcrackers to undo plastic bottles and bulldog clips to hold together glued wood. Uh, and Andrew Tongs, this is the weirdest one I've seen so far. He says he uses scissors for cutting a pizza. We don't own a pizza ro roller. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, Richie, the tool that I used that was wrong was my tongue when I was 14, working Saturdays for my dad and uncle. They watched on while I licked and sealed 85 envelopes. They only told me afterwards uh, that they were self-sealing envelopes. My heart just skipped a beat at the very beginning of that message. I'm glad it panned out OK for all of us there. I always think a great leveller, though, or a litmus test of rogue equipment usage is what item you have stirred a tin of paint with. Have a think about it right now, right? What have you stirred a tin of paint with? Because it shows whether you're someone that has a bit of process in your mind and your weight and, and make sure you've got the right stuff. Or if you can't be bothered, you just use whatever's around you. Listen to this text. Aaron on the M25 says, I'm a painter and decorator. So this is even worse. I tried opening a paint tin with my door key. I bent it so badly that when I got home, it wouldn't fit in the door. So I had to call out a locksmith to get me into my flat and that painting cost me 127 pounds plus VAT <laughs> <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Joe's got in touch. My father-in-law was 100% certain uh, the drill was spinning the correct way when drilling a hole for some shelves in the garage. After five minutes and two blunt drill bits, he gave up for me to then change the direction of the drill and drill the hole in seconds. Do you know what, right? I reckon a real sign of knowing what you're doing in terms of DIY and having that kind of elite dad or granddad level is being one of those people that can tighten up a power drill by knowing the speed really quickly left and right on it. Like my yeah. father-in-law, Peter, he's a painter and decorator, but he can go and just tighten the drill bit up really quickly where I've got to sit there with my tongue poking out and twist <laughs> the little key like I'm opening a tin of corned beef or something like that. That's the sign of elite as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Peter says, working at home means I have to use my mobile to call, text, etc., as well as a calculator. I was getting more and more frustrated with my phone not dialing out, only to realise I was typing phone numbers into the calculator. Peter, come on. 
Well done, Peter. Uh, some improvised tooling from Luke. Uh, repairing a customer's freezer door one afternoon, 44 floors up. He texts, I left the claw hammer in the van. A rapidly defrosting turkey leg became the perfect clobbering tool. It was a warm day as well, so it cooled me down nicely and saved me a trip. That must have been so cathartic as well, just absolutely hammering something with a turkey drumstick. Uh, and then we've got this thing, little sideline thing going on. It's a bit of a litmus test just to see what kind of person you are. What's the weirdest or most unusual thing you've stirred a tin of paint with rather than what you're actually supposed to? Although I don't even know what you're supposed to stir a tin of paint with. Quite. Uh, Oliver says, I snapped a plastic coat hanger in half on purpose for this very task just a week ago. There you are. <laughs> Weird. Hey, ba- uh, Bush, a kebab skewer. That's mine of choice. A, a kebab skewer, because it's got that little twisty bit on the end, normally for skewering yeah. the meat. And I think that, that, that stirs the bottom of the pot nicely. What, how are you rating that one? I like it. They they always remind me of, um, uh, again, I don't know any of the words for the car, but you know the thing in the car with the oil? What's it called? Dips, dipstick. It's a bit like a dipstick. an ironic one. <laughs> yeah, the irony. The irony of it all. Uh, Lee in Wimbledon, I used the microwave to dry out my wet cycling gloves. I set oh. fire to them. Uh, do not try that at home. Microwaves <laughs> and wet cycling gloves, very bad idea from Lee. You absolute animal. Uh, This text says, I once used my partner's high heels to put up a few pictures on the wall along the stairs. I couldn't find a hammer anywhere. I successfully hung the pictures up, but I severely damaged the shoes. I later (laughs) realised that my partner spent about 300 quid on this particular set. I hid them at the back of her wardrobe, and she hasn't noticed yet. Hashtag fingers crossed. Keep us posted. Stress on the word yet. She will. uh, Currently trying to put up a frame and netting for my strawberries. I just inadvertently used a wood screw bit to try and go through metal. That ended in disaster. Uh, That was after I didn't have a hammer to tap in the little tack nail to support the first bit I was doing. So I used the end of my screwdriver and that shattered. Time for a cup of tea, I think. Time to leave the garden well alone. I think it's just you're just not suited for it. Uh, we're asking you as well, uh, what's the weirdest thing you've stirred a tin of paint with? Because that kind of sums up the wrong usage of implements. Brad says he's used a candle before. What an extravagant way or medieval way to stir a tin of paint. And then Neil, I love this one. Neil used his nunchucks. <laughs> that's a euphemism, Neil is banned. But he's got martial art equipment, then that works. Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Now, lockdown, right? I don't know about anyone else, if whether they get this vibe, but I feel like the deeper into lockdown that we're getting, uh, the more dad phrases that I've been using on the kids. Anyone else going to get that thing? <laughs> so far this week, honestly, I've used... You'll get square eyes if you watch telly for too long. That old classic <laughs> still going. Uh, I've used this house isn't a holiday camp. Those words have come out of my mouth. I've felt, literally felt my, my dad's moustache appear and glasses on me. Um, what else have I said? I'll be confiscating devices. That's more of a modern one, but it's, it's yeah. a dead cert parental phrase. And finally, uh, this one caused a bit of confusion. When uh, my, my eldest daughter wanted something from a toy shop, I said, I'm not Rockefeller. You're aware of that phrase. Are you aware of the Rockefeller phrase, like a millionaire guy? <laughs> yes, yeah. Does anyone else feel like they're wheeling out the phrases that their parents used on them back when you were kids? So I wonder whether, like, tonight on the show, should we just try and come up with the ultimate list of parental classics, those phrases that you fire out as a parent? Let's try and put them all out into, like, one double album, if you know what I mean. 
May I add into that, uh, pick your feet up. Um, oh, yes. That's that's one that I found myself saying recently uh, with my teenage son, new pair of shoes, walking yeah. across the car park <laughs> in a very morose way, dragging his feet, and I'm just I'm just seeing I'm just seeing these new shoes getting scuffed. I mean, oh, it, pick your feet up. Just, is, so is this is this phrase used for um, slow walking, dawdling teenagers, or teenagers that are like dragging and ruining the the tread on trainers? What's the angle on this? I feel it's a multi-use one, so it's either it, you're quite right. It's either a dawdle. It works for a dawdle, but if it's a new pair of shoes and you want to get some kind of life out of them before you have to remortgage your house and get another pair of shoes, it works yeah. for that too. Good use of remortgaging the house. That's another good parental <laughs> uh, nightmare scenario as well. Right, let's create the ultimate list of parental phrases. Maybe you've wheeled them out during lockdown as well. 8, 12, 15, or you can go to our Facebook page now. We're collating a list. Is that even a word? Collate, is that right? Collate. Oh, yeah. Collate. Oh, yeah, we're collating a list. Go and have a look. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Chloe says, my grandma always used to say, have you spent a penny before we left the house? It always confused me until I experienced paying to use the toilets at London Waterloo. The more that are coming in, the more that I have heard myself saying them and I hate myself for it. Uh, Laurie <laughs> going with the, you treat this house like a hotel. I hate myself for saying that, but yet that's another one ticked off. That's brilliant. That's a subsection of the holiday camp patter that I've done before on my <laughs> daughter, my eldest daughter. Uh, Ronnie's just tweeted to say, when I asked my mum for something we couldn't afford, she would always say, who do you think you are? Rothschild. Now, I'm not entirely sure what that is. I know that's like a rich family from back in the day. Uh, and Ronnie's even added, I've no idea who this person is. But again, an old parental phrase is going on the list. <laughs> uh, Nick's gone with, uh, now you can't have one pound for the ice cream van. There's chuck ices in the freezer. Do you know what? If yes. I wasn't allowed money for the ice cream van, I think I would have been happy with a chocolate. Just an ice cream's all I would have wanted. Chalk ices are great. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Uh, Rich Giles says, and I've heard this phrase, I don't know the context, but he says, what's this? Scotch mist? I don't know <laughs> what it means. I've heard my parents say it at some point. And Lisa's gone with the classic, if I was a kid and we stood in front of the TV, you make a better door than a window. And yet I found myself saying it to my kids. Love that. that if there was a band that played parental hits, that would definitely be the encore, the one that people would be shouting to hear. That's for sure. Certainly proving one of the most popular, the Blackpool Illuminations, which is good to hear still. Uh, a character called Big Hanks has texted to say, my mum's favourite phrase when I told a lie was, do you think that I'm as daft as you are? I never knew whether the right answer was yes or no. <laughs> It's like a riddle, isn't it? Like, what are you supposed to respond? Uh, Rob says, and do you know what? I have used this on a number of occasions and I will continue to because kids don't realise how lucky they are with TV on demand right now. He says, I always go on about us having three channels in my day. If you can remember that era of three channels, there must be people listening right now who, can, who are one ahead of that and can remember when it was just two channels. Please get in touch. Uh, Rob says, eat it up or you'll have it for breakfast. Yes, that's a classic. As was also, uh, if kids, uh, we said to our dad, I'm thirsty, he would reply, I'm Friday, pleased to meet you. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a dad gag there for you. Actually, going back to the food one, Dave says uh, the phrase, kids are starving in Africa. My mum used to use that all the time on us if we didn't want to eat our food. Her phrase was, there's kids in Ethiopia who'd give their right arm for that meal. 
That was the one that we always we always used to tell them to uh, tell my mum to go on them, send it over to them, which would uh, end up in us being sent to bed incredibly early. Bush, I'm surprised it's taken us this far into this important project to receive this from Ray in Romford. When you leave a door or window open and the parents shout, were you born in a barn? Yes, I still use that to this day. I can't believe no one's mentioned it up until this point. Very good point. Becky says, uh, this is a weird one, if you could pass spoons, I'd be in the circus, her dad used to say. She says, it took me a few years before I understood that one. I don't understand what that's all about. Please clarify, Becky. <laughs> For me as well. Uh, this yeah. text says, when I used to ask why, I just got the reply because it's the last letter of the alphabet. I still don't understand yes. this, says this text. Uh, Mark has come up with a few here. He says some of the hits that he wheels out are as follows. Your eyes are bigger than your belly. Good old classic. Time to go up the wooden hill, which is a cracker for being sent to bed up the stairs. Uh, <laughs> seen more meat on a four penny rabbit. Don't know what that means. And he adds a blind man would like to see it. I don't even know what that means. Again, these are just absolutely baffling old parental phrases. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We are looking for the fun facts, life hacks and random pieces of trivia that have completely shocked you the first time you heard them. Uh, what is that one bit of knowledge that you know wows everyone when you're making small talk? For example, I know a fact with Tesco Mobile, you can stay connected with 99% 4G network coverage right across the UK. Mate, I've been telling you that across the week. Uh, guess what? You, I mean, you've just told me my fact back. Um, I, le <laughs> I learned this, okay? Water bottle expiration dates are for the bottle, not the water. After a while, the plastic will start leaking into the water. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but when you think about it, water can't really go off. Can water go off? Or maybe it can. No, I've sure. never walked past a stream that's gone off because it's been there since the beginning of time. Well, I don't know. South Church Park, where I normally take Thea in the morning sometimes, that, that's a bit whiffy. But then again, there's normally like, I don't know, a trolley sticking half out of it. Look, as you can tell, it's quite complicated. But all you've got to do is text us on 81215 with your best bit of trivia, most obscure fact or life hack. And you can bag yourself a grand. Text costs you 50p plus your standard message rate. And the competition closes at six. So thanks to Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Julius says, Bush and Richie, me and my two-year-old son Harry are huge fans of yours. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we always listen to your show whilst making and eating our dinner. We've got a useful hack stroke fact for you. Pop a couple of ice cubes in the tumble dryer along with your washing and this will create extra steam which prevents lighter clothes from creasing. That's good. I what like that. that? I like that a it? lot. Yeah. Uh, Rich in grey has a fact. It's a bit creepy. All cruise ships have a functional morgue on board. Yeah, cheers for that, Rich. Oh, thanks, mate. Do sleep well. Don't have nightmares. Andy James says, here's a fact for you. The Alfa Romeo logo is a viper eating a man. It dates back to the 14th century, way before Ferrari and way cooler. Wow. Uh, Neil in New Haven has given us a hack. He says if you are sealing your bath with new sealant, fill up the bath uh, before sealing and the seal will last forever. 
These are really good. These are really good, and they stay with you because I still am thinking about the fella who suggested putting foil over the tray that you use to paint when you're painting because yeah. it means you have to uh, end up washing the tray out. These are all very, very good. But of course, we have a thousand pounds to win. On the line to tell us their fact tonight is Andreas. How are you, Andreas? Hello, guys. You're right. We're good. good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm enjoying this little bit of sunshine we've got going on. I don't know what's going on here. It's going to rain shortly, but other than that, I'm loving it. Well, you've got sunshine. Where are you? Because it's really dark and it feels like the end of the world in Leon Sea right now. <laughs> what's going on with you? I, I, well, I'm a courier, so I'm actually in Ashford, uh, down in Kent, uh, and it's actually really nice, really pleasant, which is quite, you know, I've been in London all day and it's been raining and, as you probably know, raining and uh, black clouds and uh, it's been a nightmare. But yeah, it is really nice. So, Andreas, it is your yeah. chance to end a rainy day uh, with a thousand pounds. Wow us with Amazing. your fact. Well, okay, since uh, 1945, uh, all British tanks, or British new tanks, I should say, have come equipped with tea making facilities so they can stick the kettle on when they're having a battle. <laughs> wow. Is amazing. That is so British. Yeah. I know. I love it. I love the, the, the whole thought of, you know, the, the general there with his twirly moustache giving orders about shooting whatever and then he's going to turn around to the boy and he says put the kettle on boy <laughs> I love that so do you think they have to do a thing where you know they, when they're doing all their manoeuvres and stuff a lot of manoeuvring with tanks in there they just have to keep it yeah. on the lowdown if you've got a, a brew on the go do you know what I mean is there any chance yeah, of just going it a bit definitely. slower don't corner so much because you might spill yeah. that kind of thing slow it down boys I'm going to spill yeah I know yeah I drive all day so I regularly spill coffee don't worry, I know what I know how, how difficult it is don't worry do you know what here's a little tip here's a little tip from me when everything gets opened up and all this kind of thing there is a brilliant tank museum in Dorset it's near this little place called Bovington that I've been to and you can go inside tanks you can see them like do mock displays like up and down muddy hills and all that kind of thing they're amazing but the inside of a tank is so claustrophobic the thought of having boiling water in there as well that just just (laughs) freaks me out I, li- I like the fact, though, that inside a, a, you know, a military piece of cutting-edge hardware, they've taken time out to put, you know those little trays <laughs> that you get in a B&B with a, a really tiny kettle and some uh, digestive it, biscuits? They've got that the inside a Sherman tank. One cup. Amazing. <laughs> Andreas, it's pretty obvious yeah. that you have uh, wowed us. Uh, you've picked up a £1,000. Congratulations, fella. Oh, my fella. God. Thank you, guys. That is amazing. Thank you. That's a perfect end to a not-so-perfect day, but thank you. Good lad. Listen, lovely to speak to you. Have a brilliant rest of your Thursday night. The prizes don't stop there, though. We love your trivia so much. Tesco Mobile are giving us a brand new Samsung to give to a runner-up, too. Uh, yeah, a true fact um, from someone called Richie. So they've got a fine name, but it's not me because I'm not eligible to play. Oh. Snails have 14,000 teeth. Oh, my. That is, that's the stuff of nightmares, that is, isn't it? That's when you thought they couldn't be rank enough with their horrible slime and stuff like that. 14,000 teeth. Yes, an expensive dentist bill, says Richie. He's also obviously got my sense of humour. Uh, well done, congratulations. Samsung on, on the way to you, thanks to Tesco Mobile. It is all thanks to them. Every little helps. 14,000 teeth. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Can I pick you up on something that is just troubling me? It's been troubling me since our meeting before the show. This is, well, if, it's, if it's that's the case, then it's a good three and a half hours. Go on. 
I feel like it just needs to be said now. Now is the moment. Let's uh, carpe diem and all that. Obviously, we have a little video chat and we plan this show before we do it, before anyone texts in. Yeah, for, we do actually plan this show. Uh, and obviously, I, I can see into Richie's, like the bedroom that he's doing the show and Richie can see into the kitchen when I'm normally down there making a cup of coffee. Were you drinking from an, a stolen pint glass whilst we were talking? <laughs> I believe you were drinking water, but I, I, I swear you were, you, were, you were drinking from a stolen pint glass. I was drinking from a very heavy, dappled, handled pint glass. I was, I was, I was definitely doing that, shall we say. It was like, you know, in the office where Keith sat there and then a um, Scotch egg comes out of nowhere to his mouth. You were just chatting to me and then from out of nowhere, this massive old, you remember the old fella's pint glasses you used to get in like the 80s and 70s with the big kind of like... Uh, light bending bits and shapes around the front that could hold like a pint and a half. He's got one of them. You must have nicked that out of a pub. Now, be honest with me, you didn't buy that. It's got to be stolen. <laughs> Borrowed. <laughs> I, look, vocabulary is an interesting thing, right? Okay, look, yeah. there's th things... <laughs> I think ahead of pubs reopening this weekend in, yeah. in various different places and in various different ways, I think all of us, all of us would, would, would say there are a certain number of glasses in our homes that have made their way into the cupboards by ways that we can't remember. That's a very diplomatic answer to my question there, Richie. So would you, I, I hate to, to pressure you on this, but would you confirm or deny whether that is a stolen, uh, taken away from a pub pint glass that you're drinking from in these meetings? I feel like a politician on a breakfast TV interview right now, but what I think would be a good idea uh, is for all of us to come together ahead of the grand reopening of the pubs this weekend in some forms yep. of different ways in different locations. I think a home-time pint glass amnesty may be a good thing for our collective soul. Share with us how many pint glasses you have in your homes that have arrived there in ways you can't remember and, and where they may or may not have come from. He's definitely nicked it. That's that's the message from there. Look, you've probably got uh, right now in one of your cupboards downstairs in the kitchen or whatever, a Guinness glass that you've just taken home from a beer garden five or six summers ago. Anything like that, send us a photo if possible. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio or text date twelve fifteen. You will remain anonymous, kind of. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Anne says, uh, years ago, a bar I frequented had six mugs for low and brow lager. Uh, I've got five of them. I never had the courage to relieve them of the final one. That's a good thing, Anne. Uh, although sometimes you do want the full set, don't you? Paul Rhodes says it's stopping them getting broken in the suitcase that's the tricky part. Uh, and he's tweeted us a photo of a pint glass that appears to have been taken from the Pier Market Seafood Restaurant, Pier 39 in San Francisco, USA. <laughs> and he's got the audacity to try and get that in his suitcase and get it home. And he has, it's intact. It's a long way to try and take it back. Uh, Mark says, I've only got six, which doesn't seem that many, and I haven't nicked them. It's just been kicking out time, and I've never finished my pint, and I'm not wasting good beer, so I often smuggle it out. 
Do you know what I love that? It's a very uniquely British manoeuvre, but the pint glass under the coat, or even with the pretend Herflick-style arm, which hasn't actually got any arm in it, is a fantastic manoeuvre that you perfect. Uh, Ridge says, and this is almost taking things to pub steals of a different level, I don't have any pint glasses, but I did end up with a pub stool. I don't think I'll be able to give that one back as the bar's now closed down. Jim insists that his old man doesn't pinch them. He says he will genuinely ask the landlord if he can buy a glass that he likes. My missus, on the other the hand says jim just sticks him in a handbag on the way out unbelievable what about that for maverick rogue behavior uh, lee says years and years of different classic carling and strongbow pint glasses they're going to be worth a fortune one day lee you can't justify it as an investment mate i tell you what though i'd love to watch an episode of antiques roadshow in 15 <laughs> years time and some fella turns up with four carling pint glasses yeah, but they're worth 250 quid, mate. That'd be amazing. Uh, one, one other thing, just about the whole pub pint glass thing. And again, we're almost reminiscing about pubs as they're about to reopen. I'd love to be one of those people that has their own named tankard hanging up <laughs> in the back of a bar. What, yes. what happens? How do you get to that stage? Are you invited to the point where you're allowed to have that tankard there? Or is it something you would have to approach them to, to ask about? If you're one of these people listening right now that's got their own named tankard hanging up in a pub that's currently closed but will soon be open, let us know what the deal is. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hello, welcome to the cinema. Would you like some popcorn? Have you had a nice day today? Hands when the hometown show The boys have left the studio But let me be your guarantor That hometown will be back for more Bush and Richie on the radio They'll be back again tomorrow. Banter music interview. Subscribe, rate, and leave reviews. Oh, 